listeners, thank you. I'm here with Jelina? Jalini. Jalini. Oh, sorry. I mispronounced your name. <laughs> Don't worry. But let her explain who she is and what's her passion and what all about fancy about her. Oh, my goodness. Um, the mic to you. <laughs> so I'm from Singapore originally, born and bred. I have Sri Lankan and Portuguese background. That's my heritage. The interesting thing about me, I guess, because I moved to Colombia and was teaching there for six years before deciding to come to Spain to do my master's. I think um, children are our future. So if we can try to convince them to do things ethically, treat each other with kindness, be fair to our male and female counterparts, respect our elders. I think if we can start them young, when they get to be adults, they'll be able to handle themselves better, regulate themselves better, and have a better society in general. And hopefully that would help people not make unethical decisions and cause a lot of suffering. So that's my purpose. <laughs> I really love what you said, children are our future, because I totally agree to this. I mean, yeah, so just teach them our values, give them the opportunities to get more knowledge. That's what all of I am about, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a bit longer in this planet Earth than you, for sure, but I'm learning every day new things. I mean, since two years I learned Spanish and I speak four languages. <laughs> nice, nice. And I learned two more. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> One of them is Portuguese for some reason. <laughs> cool. I only, well I know six, but I've only been using half. So the other, yes. <laughs> yes, that means three. So like the other three are fizzling out. But when I do go home to Singapore and meet my friends, then it slowly comes back to me. The vocabulary comes back to me and I understand everybody perfectly. But yeah, you do lose some of the languages when you don't get to practice. I was kind of blessed that I have to say that grow up in Germany. So you learn the most complicated language as your mother tongue. But then, in the first six years, I learned already two more languages, English and French, right? And then I'm go from there, right? <laughs> what, what kind of languages do you like to speak? Or what's your favorite mode of communication? Or should I say, what's your heart language? Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> so I think in English, I try to read as much I can in German, but I don't speak much German because for some reason. Mm -hmm. And now I learn Spanish, right? So, I mean, but when I go out here, it's all in Spanish. <laughs> right, right. It's funny you mentioned that because I do have other friends who are foreigners as well here, but they're, they're in their community and so they don't really <laughs> go outside their community to learn the local language. And I think that could be a bit like a barrier. I think one of the things that you have to do when you move to another country is to learn the local language and not go on for three, 10 years not learning the local language. I think 
I'm not sure how I feel about that. Not, it's not a good thing though. <laughs> I think we have the moms to mention Nicole because when I, she would say, I was born in, or she said, I was born in the US, but I'm international, right? That's the same for me because I always saw an advantage if you go, I, mean, I work in the Philippines, I worked in Singapore, I worked in Africa, I worked all over the world except in Latin America. But it was always an advantage if you get, speak a little bit of language, understand the, the culture, because then you, you, you have a better connection, right? Exactly, and I think if you speak the local language, you'll connect with the locals better, yes. they'll respect you better, and they want to help you more. And that's my experience here. So I'm living in a, in a barrio where not much people speak English, or they don't want to speak English because they're shy to speak English. But if I speak with them in Spanish, even my Spanish is broken and not totally perfect, my accent is also not Spanish, but they, they, they get, I get connected. And then they show up with a little bit English and say, oh, you speak a little bit English, but now they don't feel shy anymore, right? And this is for me a wonderful connection, right? And everyone's happy, oh, we are, you can teach me English, oh, wonderful. Oh, we teach, you teach me Spanish, I teach you English, right? Right. I think that's one of also a common barrier as people, I don't want to say that word, but I'm going to say it because xen xenophobia is not something people xenophobia, want. Yeah, wow. xenophobia is not something that people want to talk about or acknowledge that it's there but i want to say like as foreigners coming in and they we they are willing to talk to the local people these kinds of beliefs will break down these kinds of negativity will break down and people want to welcome more foreigners instead of like being i'm scared maybe they'll steal our jobs maybe they'll steal our women maybe they'll wow. you know it's it's a complex situation yeah it is even i know it's not it's not supposed to be that heavy but it's there you know can i say something to this sure. first of all we are human beings of this planet exactly and, and that's all what i have to say okay exactly and if you're afraid okay i'm not i'm just i'm just me mm-hmm and because we are people who travel a lot yes we accept cultures yes and we meet people from different cultures much easily than someone who has not left their neighborhood for the past 30 to 45 years yes when so those when those foreigners come in and meet somebody like that they would be like hmm i'm i'm suspicious about this person yes. it's like a new bacteria or something yes. and i'm like no 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 let's be friends let's try to speak let's try to exchange recipes culture dances art so like those things should be leaving instead of being there at the moment it's there but like we have gone we've, we've come a very long way i think and as human has, beings yes. yes we have for many and, many years and then, Let's go to back. If human beings would not explore other areas, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. If they all would stay in the hood in Africa, then nobody would be in Europe, right? Yeah. That and is there correct. was an interchange of different races. I mean, yes. no, not races like now, but yeah. races like really human being kind of species. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean, right? Yes. Like Neanderthals, like. Yes. Like, 
Homo sapiens, right? Yes, yes. And in one way, they start from the very beginning. One way they merge, and then one got fade away, and the other involved. But yes. that's nature, right? Exactly. But we are we are better than this right now. We right? are better than this. And and then the most important thing is, there there do kind for me. I don't want to make a judgment, but there are two kind of people who understand this and saying if we all work together and if we accept each other and the religion, whatever religion background, the whatever background, and we work together, then it's the only way how we solve, right? Yes. Because that's that's our future. And then go back to the children. That's the message, right? Correct. Correct. That's why I like. Auxiliaries programs. That's why I like um, all of these volunteer English-speaking programs because I feel like English could be a way to like build everyone together. But if it's they, a, it's the most common. It's the language. most common way. It's yeah. the most common language. If we also use other languages, that could be a, another thing too um, to unite everybody and be exposed because a lot of the children. Who are involved in these auxiliaries programs? They only know maybe three to four countries that are popularly speaking English and okay. nothing else. And so when someone like me come in and go like, I'm from Singapore, and Singapore okay. has English as one of the other four national languages, official languages. Yes. They go really, Miss, you speak English. <laughs> <laughs> How come? I'm like, yeah, there are other countries that yeah. have English as their official languages. And so using English to unite everybody and expose everybody to the world, it's a good thing. So let me tell my story about Singapore. So I was there twice, right? The first time I had a project, so I was hired to go there and talk to, to the government of Singapore, by the way. Mm. So to an agency, right? And the people were so nice. They, they brought me to a German restaurant. They brought me to Chinese restaurant. They brought me to Chinatown. Then we had a party on the rooftop oh somewhere to where the harbor is, right? So I had good time. And I stayed also because my client paid for it in a very good hotel where you get at four o'clock English tea time. You get a beverage for free and some sandwiches. Oh my goodness. So, as a Singaporean, at least most of us, <laughs> if any Singaporeans are listening to this, we usually eat four to five times a day. Our portion of foods are small. Yeah, I like that. So, we have more space in between to eat like smaller foods and like a lot of the different cultures have small portions of everything or a general portion of everything, not American size or European size portion of everything. American size is like... <laughs> <laughs> So like we are able to eat a lot and like we get hungry after we go to the but club or something. But like in Spain, right? Yes. Like you yes. have a drink, you get a tapa, right? Exactly, a small portion of and food. And this is also a tradition in the Philippines, right? When the men, only the men sit together having some drinks, they have, they have some food, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that's an interesting story because I was so many times in the Philippines, I walked there and... Uh, but. There you see the culture, and I mean, I have still lots of friends coming from there. I met them in Toronto, I met them everywhere, right? Right. I like culture as much as I can and possibly will. <laughs> it's hard when you come from something you have grown up with for so many years, and then go to another country and like, 
that's not how we do it over here. And then like, you, you know what I mean? And yeah, so, I know like, exactly what you mean. You need to have patience and acceptance on not trying to impose your culture, but try to respect it. That's the best you can so do. So I, I was always a rebel when I grow up, in a way, right? So when I grow up in this small town in Germany, it's a little close to Frankfurt, right? And they had wine festivals. And then, first of all, I don't want to listen to the German radio station because I found the music boring. So I listened to the, the US soldier radio station because I liked them more the music. And I met these guys. They got lost when they came to the wine festival. So there I practice my English, right? Wow. Helping these GRs getting lost to find a way home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And I mean, um, yeah, so that's my story in, in Germany. And then I decided it's boring here, so I have to go somewhere else. And then I went to the US, to Canada, and then, then my, my, my journey started, right? It was not too small for me. <laughs> yeah. What would, what would you say would be your big, biggest takeaway from moving and growing up in Experiences, Germany? Experiences, right? Yeah. Meeting people, learning new things, learning new languages, right? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I mean, and then I would say we are, we are Germans, I have to say that. We are always eager to learn more because that, that's how we are anyway, right? Yes. And I mean, look at the music scene. Let's talk about that, right? I mean, the music scene in Germany, the, who thinks they're actually German? That's, there's a German hip-hop, right? Like yes, Fanta, I've heard. Fanta 4 or Fantastische 4. Yes. But, but, I mean, when I was younger, though, I will listen to this German blah blah. I mean, it's all. So I will want to be challenged. So I listen to English songs, right? But then there's also French songs, there's Spanish songs, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask me, what do you identify yourself with? Are you more Asian? Are you more Latin? Uh, Are you more American? Okay. And I so go. So what's your answer to that? <laughs> I told them honestly because I feel like. I found out who I was yeah, in Colombia. Okay. I would say at a heart, I'm Colombian. I, okay. I learned a lot from them, from all of the ladies, because coming from Singapore, like girls should be this way and like, you know, be a, <laughs> it's you another know, tradition, like it's the, a very the traditional Latina, thing. Latina tradition, right? Yes. But if I would answer this question, I'm just me, right? Right. I mean, I've seen it all in a way, right? And now I'm doing podcasts and other things. I don't want to write a book. <laughs> I think you should. I no, think but, we but, all but, should. but it's too boring. I mean, multimedia is the thing, right? Yes. So I, I rather do podcasts and tell my stories in, in conversation with other interesting people like with you. So <laughs> to write a book, <laughs> right? And then, but what I say, I mean, I like storytelling. I mean, I, I just go out in the morning to, for my exercise and I saw this guy, an old guy with a mask. You don't need mask anymore. He, wow. came with, he came with this water bottle and he just watered a tree in a public space. He said, the first thing I thought was, 
this guy has a mission. To Ma save trees. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe he has nothing else to do. Just every morning he wants to give this tree. And it was a very small one, like, yes. not existing, right? Yes. And this is, this told me about mindful aging, right? Because if you retired, then you need, you need some purpose in your life, right? Even you're done with all your working, right? So you, you would say your purpose is sharing stories. Would yes, you say that's your yes. purpose? That's and I will use my talent in photography, videography, writing, and podcasting, whatever. Mm -hmm. Not tell my story, to tell stories what I see. I mean, if I make a picture, then there could be a story behind, right? Right, right. That's cool. So I mean, hard I'm an artist. Even, even I never made it as an artist, but now I'm on my way. <laughs> yes. Have you tried... Do you do any paintings? Any? No, I'm not good with painting. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. <laughs> I like more photography because this is an electronic painting for me. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, uh, let's switch with the topic. So, tell me your story, how you came to Madrid because this is all uh, interesting. Yeah, so, it all happened back in 2016. There were many things that happened to me leading up to that okay. decision and the decision was to leave singapore take everything i have okay that would be an important decision that was a big decision and i would do it all over again uh, leave singapore and go volunteer as a teacher in colombia with uh, the local government that they had they were hiring all native english speakers oh, all wow. over the world same what they're doing in the city of madrid correct and so i did it for a year i loved it i got hired as a full-timer i moved to another city so i first started in cucuta that's a, a town at the border with venezuela oh okay and i lived with at least i lived with three women who do not speak a word of English. Wow, you had to learn Spanish. Yes, because I wanted to learn Spanish. I wanted to learn with people who can't speak English and translate for me so that I can learn it and have a good foundation. I uh, was mesmerized by the, the way that they spoke up for themselves, uh, the way they, they are independent, the way that they are successful professional women. And then from there, I moved to the coffee region Coffee region. Uh, coffee region Manizales. I did that for three years, and then the last two years I moved to Cartagena. Oh, that's on the on the coast. That's right. Cartagena is beautiful. Manizales has the best coffee in the world. Coffee region, Colombia. I'm sorry. Coffee. Sorry to my Brazilian neighbors, but I'm sorry. Colombia has the best coffee. Hands down. That's your decision. <laughs> that's my Don't decision. Don't need to be sorry for that. It's it, 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 it just a. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, not decision, it's just... Uh, how, uh, it's just perspective, it's just my perspective. <laughs> There's so much coffee in the world, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Arabic coffee, whatever, even Filipino coffee. So. Yes, and so in that time in Cartagena, uh, one of my colleagues from Michigan, she was... Michigan? Yeah, she was from this current program that I was in. And she told me about this program in Instituto Franklin. Okay. Where they are, where you are allowed to be, do your masters in teaching, and then you know work as an assistant. 
so I applied for it. I got in, and I'm here in Madrid, and I did the. Yeah, but but okay, Colombia. So first, you born up in Singapore, then you went to Colombia. So what was the next step before you came to Madrid? That this was the next step. Oh, that was the next step. Yes, that was my next step, moving from Colombia to Madrid with my cat that with I adopted. Yes, I adopted her, and then I got her with me on the plane. We wow, survived. you brought her all the way from Colombia to Madrid. Yeah, she's so my baby. Bought <laughs> the Colombian cat. Correct. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a story! Exactly. And before coming to Madrid, I didn't know how hard it was to get an apartment, and so I had to like find Colombians in Madrid on Facebook. Oh wow! And I typed, "Hey." I'm not from Colombia, but my cat is. For him, I have a Colombian cat. Can you house us while we find an wow. apartment? And then one of the ladies replied to me, and she housed me for a month. I paid her the rent. Wow. And then from there, I moved. I found an apartment that was cat friendly, and I did the program with Nicole. I met Nicole. Yeah, we, this is kind of amazing. Yes. And she has a similar story, right? Yes. I mean, we, you can all listen in the podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> about us. And by the way, we have only one episode. There will be two more. <laughs> yes, there will be two more. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. So. And so I came here. Perfect. So my story about finding an apartment here. So first, I, I lived in Barcelona. I had an apartment there, but I had. Uh, why I choose Barcelona? Okay. I was involved in this Maltese company, and then they brought me to the startup program for La Salle in Barcelona. So I got a connection. That was COVID, during COVID time. So I couldn't even make it in person there. But I said, oh, Barcelona is a nice city. It's on the beach and whatever. It sounds interesting, right? So I had a, I made a decision that I'm not happy with my life in Canada. And I want to don't go in detail. So I said, sell my house, get all kind of settled, pack my stuff and go to Barcelona. Wow. And since then I'm in Spain, but I have to go back and forth to work on some papers. Well, I never regret that decision. It was the best decision in my life because I'm happy. Yeah. And Barcelona was kind of crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard anything good <laughs> about in, in Barcelona other than the church and the beach. I heard it's crazy. First of all, a lot of expats, okay. interesting artist scene, so I met a lot of artists. I mean, but also, it's a party town, right? Because a lot of people, where I lived, I lived really in the touristic area. There are only people like for two days a week or something, and then when they are there, then <laughs> they enjoy life, right? They, they, get, they get nuts in a way, right? And and then I met all, I met only two kind of people. I mean, the tourists and the people who work in the hospitality industry, right? And I never went further. And then, well, here's a kind of interesting So I met someone from Madrid and she convinced me to be here. And then on the other side, Madrid was the capital of Spain. I wanted to go around in Spain. I just packed my stuff and moved to Madrid. Yeah, and also from Madrid, there are a lot of the trains that start from Madrid and go all over Spain, so it's easier compared to commuting from Barcelona to other parts of Spain. 
all of the the it's, trains it's are central. central. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, and I had uh, again for regarding the apartment. I had always help to find. That's nice. That's nice. Like we had to find it on our own, so it was a little bit complicated. That yeah. with a pet event, so. Yeah. I'm glad it worked out. It always works out. <laughs> That's the belief, right? Yes. If you go up across, uh, no, get up in the morning, everything gonna work out for me, okay? Yes. If it's yes. that belief, nothing, nothing, nothing can... will stop you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, let's come back. So you came to Madrid with your cat. You had some help from, from people from Colombia. Mm -hmm. So you got a job here, or what happened then? So. We enrolled to the University of Alcala under Institute oh, of Franklin. Okay, the same university that we call. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I met her and we all went to the same school. We did a different course, but we also were allocated to different schools also, depending on where we got. And, and yeah, we did like Monday to Thursday, we have our work schedule. And then on Fridays, we go to the university. Okay. Yeah. But you was involved in this uh, assisting teaching program with the city of Madrid? Correct. So I had this lady from Panama, Claudia or Clau, and she told us a story, you can listen in the podcast, that she was so happy. She was just an assistant, not a real teacher, but she went out with, with these kids like maybe six, seven years old and, and they're from all over other Spanish-speaking countries in the world. And there was shine in the class, but when they was together with her, they really they got em embraced to, to speak their little bit English, right? Yes. And then she encouraged them. It was so a, a nice story to hear this. And she was so happy. She was so passionate for this. She was so happy that they did a kind of presentation, even with that simple English, right? Mm -hmm. That's the future, right? Yes, getting the kids to be exposed to another language will help them. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm kind of happy that Madrid is doing this because, I mean, they need it also, right? Because if they want to compete international, they have to teach their children English, right? Yes, but they also teach French in the school, so they want to be trilingual as much as possible. I mean, they teach also German because a lot of Spanish people walk in Germany there now. There you go. There you go. I think the European languages and English are important yes. to everybody here. So, so that's the situation in, in Europe. You can't even speak only one or two languages. Exactly. You have to speak even more, right? Yes, for a hundred percent. I mean, coming from Singapore, our friends are all from different cultures and different races. So, like, we tend to also want to like learn what our friends are saying, and so we learn more than one language, other than English, other than from their own cultural background. So, so you mentioned your background is uh, Sri Lanka and Portuguese. So yes. did you speak actually some of these languages like Portuguese and I don't even know the languages Sri Lanka. There's actually two I believe. It's Sinhalese, that's the main one. Yes. Um, yes, I understand like a few of it. Mostly Sinhalese, I haven't met my Portuguese family as much and they speak like different kind of Portuguese, like Creole Portuguese and oh, so yeah, that's, okay. I, I wasn't exposed to that side as much as the Sri Lankan side. 
But that, that's also, I mean, then you're part of the history of human beings because there was Portuguese people who went out to this area exactly. and, and created some settlements, some trade centers. Correct. And that's what the influence, like in India, there was Gao, what was a Portuguese thing, right? Yes, yes. I mean, that's all, it started when the European went out in the world and make trade, right? Correct. Correct. With the good side and the bad side. Right?